everybody gather near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ears. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor doctors are in the house. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, with Dr. Will Wong, who I know you love, and uh, and just every time he's on, you just uh, knock the uh, scales off of the attendants and listeners. So I want to um, thank everyone with an attitude of gratitude. Uh, we went from the top 50 podcasts on the internet to number 23. So we're in the top 25 now. I want to thank you for that. And I want to continue with our theme of that you must be the CEO of your own body. You have a right to ask questions. You have a right to get answers. And I guess our guest, I was thinking uh, before uh, the show that he, he's, he's probably like a canary in the coal mine because he's 17 years at least ahead with information that you're going to need. And guess what? I found a study, the National Academy of Medicine, the gap between scientific evidence that is what scientists, when they learn something different, significant, and they, that could change a patient's care, averages a whopping 17 years. So Dr. Wong is a canary, man. He he has been ahead of his times, and uh, I know you like his uh, very mild-mannered, no-opinion uh, presentations. So look, been telling you now for weeks, we are in an absolute health crisis, and I don't know any other way of saying it, okay? From the volume of toxins we ingest, prescription drugs, cleaning products, polluted air, food supply, uh, vaccines, drugs, you know, it's really crazy, and we're spending billions, no, no, let me rephrase that, trillions of dollars between 2016 and 2019, $3.07 trillion. And all this with so much uh, fraud, 146 reversals in the past 10 years on, on medical practices Again, across all specialties, 40 to 78% of the testing, treatments, and procedures you receive today are of no, no benefit and may have already been deemed, may have been deemed harmful by clinical studies. We spend the most of the 10 biggest spenders in the world, and yet we rank absolutely last in healthcare and mortality among 17 developed nations. We hold a top rating in one category. Medical waste, you got it. So we are uh, fighting this. We're trying to protect you from becoming a statistic uh, from the third leading cause of death, and you know what that is. That's doctors and mistakes. And today, as promised last week, we're going to be talking about hormones. And uh, before we do, let's introduce Dr. Will Wong. Uh, uh, just a cl- classic, he's a, he's a classic naturopath, but he's a classic individual also, ladies and gentlemen. He has a PhD in exercise physiology, certified athletic trainer, certified sports medicine trainer, old right Catholic priest. He's a member of the World Sports Hall, Hall of Fame and health fitness consultant, 
And I know he did consult in, uh, with the Olympic weightlifting team. And he, he probably has a lot more uh, credits behind his name. So, uh, Dr. Will Wong, good afternoon, sir. Howdy. How you doing? If I'm doing, uh, I get my my classic answer, I'm doing fine like wine because I like red wine and reserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take well, an look, IPA, we, please. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to, we have, we have, at the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen, hold on, because I, I know Dr. Wong has something, a pro libido product that, that I want him to talk about. He'll talk about that at the end of the show. And I'll, I'm going to talk to you about the estrogen in beer. Uh, I don't even know if Dr. Wong is aware of that. There's a great study about the estrogen in beer, but hang on to the end, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Look, before we get going, I want to introduce you to two supplements, and I was going to do two supplements a week, but you know what? We'll do a whole show on it. Uh, today, I was going to talk to you about Zymessence. That's, that's like the main product we use in our house. It's a strong enzyme. I shouldn't even be talking about it because Dr. Wong developed it and produces it. Uh, it's a systemic enzyme. It has a lot to do with inflammation and and um, among its many effects this anti-inflammatory effect has a lot to do with aging so everybody wants to be younger well if you want to be younger this is something you should include in your in your program and I, i'll after i tell you about the second product i'll let him uh, uh, tell you more about that and then we'll get on to hormones the other one i like and i was introduced to this by dr wong is ultra liquid zeolite now, there's lots of zeolites out there, but this one's been out there for about 17 years. It's called Ultra Liquid Zeolite, and that is also their, their website. It's safe. It's non-toxic. It can take uh, and, re and remove toxic heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, dioxins. It can reduce your viral load, okay, and it helps with pH of your body and buffering blood sugar. It reduces symptoms of allergies. It's a powerful antioxidant of its own. It can prevent what, we're, what I just talked about, premature aging. And it's uh, easy and pleasant to use. And as Dr. Wong told me years ago, uh, does it affect uh, the, uh, any, any supplements or, that you take? Does it buffer them also? Well, actually, it has been proven to improve nutrient absorption. So Zymessence and liquid zeolite today and we'll do a whole program uh maybe dr wong will be kind enough to come back on supplements that we take every day myself dr wong and dr jerry smith so uh, dr wong let's start off with a little bit about zymessence because it is a staple in sure. our house and then uh, maybe some zinc citrate as we get into the hormones because that's important okay. in the hormones correct so yes. let's start that way sure the, the zymessence is a systemic enzyme made up of proteolytic enzymes, a blend of them, and they have several different functions. The first function is that they eat pro-inflammatory cytokines. So they eat the things that cause inflammation in the body. They don't work by the same mechanism that aspirin or, or, or cortisone does or any of the COX-1 or COX-2s, so they don't have any of the side effects of the corticosteroids the COX-1s or the COX-2s. Next, they uh, lice away, they eat away at scar tissue, long-term inflammation, even, even low-level inflammation, injuries, surgery, whatever, causes scar tissue to build up in the body. For example, the difference between an 18-year-old cadaver 
and an 80-year-old cadaver is that in the 18-year-old, we find the internal organs are full-sized, they're fully functional, you cut through them, it's like cutting through firm jello. An 80-year-old cadaver, the uh, organs are usually one-half to one-third the size. They are dysfunctional in a big way, and if you cut through them, it feels like, like cutting through a, a, a tough French or Italian bread. That's the fibrosis that builds up with the internal inflammation that we have. You know, when your bicep gets tired, you rest your arm. When your heart gets tired, it can't stop to rest. Neither can your kidneys or your lungs or any of your other major organs. So that constant use, the constantly being on, just like a, 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 a motor engine being, being on, causes inflammation. The inflammation then brings about scar tissue growth, which is fibrosis. The fibrosis shrinks the size of the internal organs, diminishes their function. So the enzymes can eat away at that and any fibrosis, whether it's a keloid from an injury or post-operative scar tissue, uh, post-op scar tissue from a, a C-section. That's actually easy. Uh, post-op scar tissue from breast implants, you name it. Pulmonary fibrosis, whatever, the enzymes can eat through it. The enzymes also clean the blood. They clean the blood of the necrotic debris. Uh, most livers are supposed to clean the blood through first pass. The first time the blood goes through the liver, it's supposed to clean up all the dead debris and all the whatever else using the, 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 the FC receptors and using the, the, the enzymes. But most people's livers are, are not very efficient anymore. So the dead gunk that's supposed to be taken out of the liver, excuse me, taken out of the blood by the liver, kind of floats around for a while. Well, the enzymes will clean out all that gunk so that the liver can just dump it straight from the liver right into the large intestine through the portal vein. And uh, it'll, it, it will clean out excesses of fibrin and fibrinogen. It will clean out uh, excesses of, uh, of uh, uh, all the proteins that glom the blood together that cause blood clots. It will uh, get rid of excessive adhesion molecules that cause blood clots. So as long as you're not de terribly dehydrated, the enzymes can actually help prevent blood clots, strokes, heart attacks, uh, the, the ischemic ones, by lysing away, eating away at all the dead necrotic debris and all the other stuff that's in, in blood. It will improve sedimentation rate. That's one of the fastest ways we know. We can put the blood within 15 to 30 minutes after taking a systemic enzyme supplement. We can take a sample of the blood, put it under a microscope, and we can see that the, the, the platelets aren't sticky. All the red blood cells are out there, and they're, they're, they're doing what they're doing. Instead of glomming them, themselves together, we don't see as much of the waste material in the blood as there was before you took the enzymes. So we know that the enzymes really do a great job at keeping the blood pure. Finally, the enzymes act as a mild antiviral and antibacterial agent. They are adaptogenic, uh, so they can help to eat away at the stuff that isn't supposed to be there because viruses and bacteria are foreign proteins to the body, and the enzymes will eat those. In their adaptogenic mode, the enzymes will see if your body is making too many or too little immune system complexes, 
So if your body is is ramped up and uh, has an autoimmune condition like lupus, MS, whatever, uh, the enzymes will eat away at those excessive uh, immune system complexes and ramp down the autoimmune reaction. If the immunity is weak, the enzymes will upshift the immune system to help improve immunity. And we know that from studies done on HIV patients who are the toughest folks in the world to bring immunity up on. So the enzymes with their multiple functions do a number of things in the body, especially they're needed for vitamins and minerals to work. Vitamins and minerals are coenzymes and cofactors. And without the enzymes there, the vitamins and minerals can't latch onto what they need to to be active. And that's why so much of vitamin and mineral supplementation doesn't work on folks because they don't have the enzymes that they need for the vitamins and minerals to latch onto. So the vitamins and minerals can actually have a function. So just, just uh, uh, as a point of reference, if someone is, you know, we're not going to go into defining health or they're, they think they're healthy and they're uh, going to work every day, <clears throat> golfing, playing tennis, whatever. What, what would be an average dose for, for uh, one, one of these people? The maintenance dose of zymescence is one capsule three times a day. Okay. And then, uh, you know, you can go to Dr. Wong's uh, website. You can go to a, even uh, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. He's, he's done many shows on how zymescence can be taken two, to two, times, uh, two capsules three or four times a day for different uh, diseases and, and, and injuries. But, I mean, it, it just as a, uh, a baseline medica- uh, a supplement, um, I feel that this, this should be number one in, in, the, in your cabinet, you know, along with zinc citrate. Uh, zinc more than ever because of what we're going through with the Chinese virus. But zinc citrate also has other functions with hormones, which we'll get into. So, uh, uh, Dr. Wang, maybe just a, a short uh, a, uh, a summary of zinc, the zinc citrate that can be uh, that you have at Dr. Wong's Essentials. Sure, you know we've got the strongest zinc supplement in the world. It's 100 elemental milligrams of zinc. Now, folks might say, "Well, I'm taking 40, I'm taking 30, I'm taking 15." The RDA is only 30. Remember that the RDA was formulated on a one-ounce mouse that they incrementally starved five milligrams a week until it got a macro deficiency disease of whatever nutrient that they were feeding it. So for example, if it was vitamin C, they'd ignore the bleeding gums. They'd ignore the falling out hair. When the poor little mouse had full blown scurvy, that's when they stopped decreasing the dose. Then they added, they went to the dose before it got full blown scurvy. They added five units of measure, five milligrams and bingo, That's a human RDA. That sounds ridiculous to you. It sounds ridiculous to everyone else, too, including the New York Academy of Science. Uh, But that's what the FDA does. Zinc is a primary mineral building block for all epithelial tissue, for skin, muscles, internal organs, eyes. You can't build a hormone without zinc. So given all the functions of zinc, is the RDA for a one-ounce lab mouse going to be the same RDA for you? How many hundred pounds of skin do you have? How many hundreds of pounds of muscle do you have? How many hundreds of pounds 
of internal organs do you have? Or rather, how many pounds of each instead of hundreds? So when you calculate all the epithelial tissue you've got, you need more zinc than the RDA has. Plus, there's one thing that folks don't know about chelated mineral supplements. When you take a look at the number on the label, it says 30 milligrams of zinc, let's say. That's, you're looking at a blend of zinc and the chelating agent. And there's only 15% of the number that you read on the label is actually the content of zinc. So in a 30 milligram chelated zinc supplement, you get four and a half milligrams of actual zinc. Hmm. We have 100 milligrams of actual zinc, of elemental zinc in our zinc citrate. So, and we tell folks straight out, the, the, the supplement companies and the nutritional industry are as nasty a bunch as the drug industry. Uh, they, they, they try to pretend to be nice, but, you know, I've met 1,000 of the roughly 3,000, uh, there are r- roughly 3,000 companies in the supplement industry in the U.S. I've met about 1,000 of their CEOs and chief, chief uh, sales folks at uh, trade shows and the like. And I can tell you that there are only five or six companies, tops, maybe not even six, that are actually honest, nice folks who are actually providing a service and giving you what they say they are. The rest are, are, are blowing, you know what, through their hats. So we have to take a look at all the companies, throw in a grain of salt, just like we do with the drug companies, and we have to take a look at what their actual mineral content is. So when you look at, a, at any mineral supplement, if it's a chelated mineral, if it doesn't tell you what the actual elemental mineral content is, then it's 15%. So just take, you know, do the math, 15% of whatever number it says it has. Like if it's 100 milligrams of calcium citrate, it's only got actually 15 milligrams of calcium. That's the way it works. Okay, so there's two supplements, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, they both begin with Z. Zymesis and Zinc from Dr. Wong's Essentials. Now, I know you, a lot of you are tuning in today to hear about hormones and hormone imbalances. Um, I don't know how many millions of people are affected by it. Uh, and, the, you know, with the, and we're talking about common disorders like diabetes, thyroid, menstrual irregularities, infertility, low testosterone, and one that we've talked about with Dr. Wong in the past, estrogen dominance. And the symptoms you can feel are are all over the place. You know, you could be feeling anxious, tired, irritable. You might be gaining weight. You might be losing weight. You might not be sleeping well. Your sex drive may have changed. Your focus may have changed. Your appetite may have changed. And uh, there's lots of reasons for it. One of the reasons uh, uh, could be endocrine disruptive chemicals. But let me just read to you what the FDA is trying to cover up. The feds are blaming testosterone for just about every possible thing that could go wrong with you. I'm not kidding. The the fed is naming close to 20 different conditions that could supposedly be caused by hormone supplements, including heart attack, heart failure, stroke, depression, hostility, aggression, 
liver toxicity, and guess what? Male infertility. So, ladies and gentlemen, as Dr. Douglas would say, please give me a break. So, what? How did? How, did anybody ever read the, these, the reports of of these of the feds that love pharma? Well, the real story is that the newspaper tried to bury it. When you read the full warning, which is tucked away on the FDA's web- website, it turns out that the warning doesn't apply to any man who uses testosterone the way it's supposed to be used. The risks come from ODing, overdosing, ladies and gentlemen. You can overdose on water, and they're talking about overdosing on testosterone, to, and then they're blaming the symptoms of overdosing and and criticizing testosterone and demonizing it. You know, there's teens, and probably Dr. Wanga's seen it more than I do. I'm, I'm seeing it now with my teenage uh, sons, uh, grandsons who are in the gym. They, they they can't get as big as some of their their their, their workout partners. You know, and, and some of these teens are want to get on the football team. They want to be get big, and they don't want to have a neck. You know, and uh, I, I'm sure some of these. Uh, Multi-millionaire athletes uh, are avoided up too. So abuse and dependence. But the media didn't run with that. The headline was uh, the dangers from testosterone supplements. Okay, I'm here to tell you, not a, don't be alarmed. And don't let the alarmist headlines and uh, uh, stories from mainstream media scare you away. The older you get, your T levels plunge putting you into a danger zone for memory loss, low energy, obesity, sexual dysfunction, and guess what? Especially heart problems. So I'm not going to go on with this study, but this was from the FDA. And, you know, you have to always get into the study. Don't just read the headlines. But when I had problems with testosterone supplementation, you know who I went to? Dr. Will Wong. So uh, Dr. Wong, uh, you know, we. I think you have also read that book, Testosterone Hypothesis, uh, that actually traces civilization, the highs and lows in, in testosterone. Exactly, yes. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, uh, test, uh, and, and, and maybe we can touch on uh, normal versus optimal, especially with, the, with these hormones that were we, – the other hormones also that we'll be talking about. Right. Whenever we get told that we have normal hormones that are, quote, normal for your age, and you're over 35, that means you're on the road to decrepitude and death. It is normal for our testosterone to go down. It is normal for our progesterone to disappear, and with it, our brain shrinks. It is normal for estrogen to skyrocket. And I will say this, I will preface the rest of what I'm about to say by giving you one fact from oncology. This is a definite fact in cancer treatment that 97 point, I think it's 0.3 or 0.6, 97% of cancers are caused by estrogen. There's only one cancer that might, might, with a big capital M, be caused by testosterone, and that's when a man becomes estrogen dominant, because young men usually don't get that. We'll get into that. So 97% of cancers are caused, sparked into existence and driven in their growth by estrogen. Okay, University of Chicago Med School 
had a couple of really interesting studies back in the late 90s. They had uh, prostate cancer patients, and they injected testosterone cypionate directly into the tumor, and it shrank. They had heart attack patients, very fresh, just in from the ER, and they injected them with testosterone, and the testosterone became cardioprotective, and, excuse me, the three or six days of heart pain, of ischemic heart pain that always happens to every heart attack patient, that went away. So since the largest number of receptors for testosterone are in the brain, the heart, and the genitalia, that tells us that testosterone is super important for the function of the brain, for the function of the heart, and for the function of the genitalia, both male and female genitalia. Any guy over 40 is now making more estrogen than his wife has. So estrogen, when it's normal for your age, is leading you down the road. What do we know about estrogen? It causes blood clots. It causes fibrosis conditions. It causes thickened blood, excessive sed rates. It causes cancer. It causes tumors. It causes cysts. It does all sorts of nasty stuff when it gets to be dominant, when it gets to be the, uh, in men uh, above 20. Uh, I think it's 20 uh, milliliters per deciliter, milligrams per deciliter. Uh, in, in women, when it, when it gets and stays much above 30, women fluctuate throughout, throughout the month or during their years when they're having a menstrual cycle. But there are some women out there who have a 1,500 level of estrogen, estradiol, and estrone. There are some uh, guys out there who have a 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 level of estradiol or estrone, and uh, almost zero level or 200 some odd level of testosterone. So normal for your age is bad. We want to have the hormone level of an 18 to 20-year-old. That is when we are the youngest, strongest, and healthiest. These days, though, there are complications. There are estrogen disruptors in the food. Anything with soy and flax is an estrogen disruptor. And I will just put it plainly. Any bean, any pea, any pod, any seed is a mini uterus and is estrogenic, which is why all vegetarians and vegans look so skinny and they're kind of tired and their eyes are sunken into their heads after a while and it's hard for them to maintain their muscle. And none of them have any nice, nice deep bass voices because they don't have any testosterone. They're all estrogen dominant, and eventually, especially the vegans, go infertile. It's very hard for a vegan or a committed vegetarian to get pregnant. So it's a a form of birth control because of the high estrogen, low progesterone, low testosterone. So so we want to keep our hormones levels at an optimal range and that would be in the in the teen to, to whatever that range is from say 20 to 30 just as a generality is that more or yep. less right yeah and yep. we want to be in the hormone level or as close to as we can we can't always get there as close to as we can to between 18 and 20 by 27 our our testosterone levels begin to drop by 35 they've really dropped by 40 they're almost gone so we don't want to use the the numbers from uh, any anybody over thirty for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that that would be so a close, right, uh, 
I'm sorry. Uh, Coach no, Charles right. Polkman, the the late Colts Coach Charles Polkman had a had a really very famous saying from training Olympic athletes and 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 the training thousands of people over the years. He was one of the top uh, trainers in the country. He said that 31 is the new 50. From ah. all the estro- from all the hormone disruptors, all the estrogen in the diet, all the estrogen in the food. For example, uh, the that uh, uh, oh gosh. Burger King's uh, uh, veggie burger, whatever it's, yeah. it's called, the famous burger, has yeah. 45,000 times, 45,000 times more estrogen than a birth control pill. Wow. Well, so that, that goes along with what, what we talked about about seven, eight months ago, you know, that, yep. uh, you know, they're, they're, we, we could be eliminating the, the, the race. That's by the idea. Dominance. That's the idea to feminize men, and we see the effects of that already. And to uh, to, to to make us weak and non-resistant because estrogen dominant people may bitch and gripe, but they're too fat and weak and too wimpy to do anything about being oppressed. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I started getting interested in this when I read that book Countdown, and it showed that sperm counts have dropped almost sixty percent. Yeah. It, you know, uh, do- I'm sorry. No, I'm okay. Go ahead. Go for it. Dr. Doris Rapp, in her book, Your Toxic World, in 19, was it 98 or 99, wrote about the, 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 the plummeting sperm count. It used to be that you weren't considered fertile unless you made 100,000 mil- uh, 100, sperm per milliliter of ejaculate. Now you're considered fertile if you make 20,000 sperm per milliliter of ejaculate. That was 1999. Now with the COVID vaccines, the fertility rate amongst the vaxxed has plummeted. Those guys aren't even making any sperm. They're shooting blanks, which is okay because yeah. they won't make any GMO humans. <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 the the everything in the environment and everything that medicine and the government is tossing at us is meant to plummet testosterone levels, to plummet fertility, to control the pop- population and control in what we do and think. Yeah, I mean, it, it is that, that that part of the equation is, is really upsetting because, you know, you throw in there, especially from the, the shots, the miscarriage rates and oh you throw in there the general abnormalities. Uh, and uh, and overall, I mean, driving down birth and fertility rates, uh, and you consider abortions and miscarriages. Oh my God, uh, we are by 2045. We may be gone. Might be. You know, if we take a look at at, at the morbidity and mortality r- reports the CDC put out monthly, take a look at the pre-COVID months, and every month looks just like every other month. It's fairly even. You know, uh, there's a a, a, a constant number almost a constant number of deaths and since 2021 when the vax came out you take a look at the m&m reports every month and holy freaking cow Mm. the number of deaths has increased every single month to the point where it's skyrocketing no month is like the next it's every month is higher than the one before 
and they are attributing it to anything but the vaccine. Also, the number of births, if you take a look at the CDC records, number of births is plummeting. So the number of deaths is shooting up. The number of births is going down. I'd say the vaccine worked. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. He's doing his job. And along with everything else, though, you know, that's, 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 it's doing a great job. But we, all have, we have all these thousands, I think it was 60,000 chemicals in our environment. Yep. And they're, they're, not, they're not helping anything, are they, Dr. Wong? <laughs> you know, <laughs> again, again, I refer to Doris Rapp's book, your, your Toxic World. Doris wasn't just a friend. She was a patient of mine. Uh, there's, there's so much in the way of chemicals, starting with atrazine. Let's, let's talk about the atrazine. It was a, a, a used as an herbicide in agriculture, it, and then the residue would find its way into foods. Well, atrazine has an interesting attribute. It can turn male frogs into female frogs. It, it, and so what happens when humans eat that crap? That started in the 50s. And then it's only gotten worse since then. Yeah. Someone said we're like frogs in a in a boiling pot. We're you know we're, we're yes. getting we're getting killed and we don't know it. Exactly. And, you know what the the ever the ever the forever chemicals the you know, what the PFCs the, the Teflon type ones the lead the phthalates I can't even remember them all the dioxin and uh, and the glyphosates. I am convinced that the zeolite will get all of those out. I've seen the data and. I've done work on myself. Let, let, let me tell you a zeolite story. Uh, my, my mother refused to drink any milk or have any calcium sources while I was gestating. My teeth were horrible when I was born, uh, and I've always had bad teeth. They would crack. They would do this. They would do that. So when I was in the Marine Corps uh, in boot camp and the Navy corpsman looked at my mouth to, just to get, do the, the gen the dental check, they laughed their nuts off because I had so many fillings. It, you know, it, it, you, you, I didn't have any real teeth anymore. I had all those fillings taken out in one shot. I did not use a dental dam. I did not have my dentist use a, 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 an air evacuator or whatever to, to suck out the, the mercury vapor. I did not do uh, EDTA or DMPS chelation immediately after having the dental work done. I mean, I didn't do all the stuff Dr. Jerry would tell you we needed to do. <laughs> all I did and? was take 20 drops of zeolite and two teaspoons of liquid chlorophyll in a half a glass of water twice a day for a few weeks after that. And then I just dropped the chlorophyll and the water, and I only did the zeolite. The vol testing post showed zero, zero, Z-E-R-O, no toxins and no heavy metals. The uh, and 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 uh, like ten years post that, it was still zero. So I'm still wow. using the zeolite every day. Yeah, and 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 the other point you made about it, it actually helps nutrient absorption. It doesn't yes. increase it. That's amazing. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's it's, it, it's an adaptogen. Yeah, I mean, we, we use it all the time. And the, the ultra zeolite, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of zeolite products out there when I searched it before this program, but the ultra liquid zeolite is what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, 15 to 20 drops two or three times a day. That's what we do at our house. And I don't, how do you use it, Dr. Wong? 20 drops twice a day. Okay. My coffee, and, my and, beer, whatever. 
<laughs> well, look, you know something else that's we're on hormones and uh, and disrupt uh, hormone disrupting chemicals or endocrine disrupting chemicals. How about the effect it has on IQ? Are you aware of that? Yes, the the, the 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 male brain is larger than the female brain in the medial amygdala. The medial amygdala in a man is larger than that of a female, and that's where all the drive comes from, all the building, all all the all the thinking, all the creation comes from the medial amygdala. And when men become estrogen dominant at post 35, 40, 45, the medial amygdala shrinks to the same size as that of a woman, and all his drive is gone. <laughs> that's not hard. That, 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 that's that pretty easy. fast. It's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. So men and women are not equal. <laughs> oh, gosh. So we have all these chemicals in our environment I did a pro podcast two weeks ago and I talked to you about fragrances and, and putting all these products on the largest organ of your body, the skin. I talked to you about taking a 10 minute shower that, that could be equal to about 20 glasses of, of chlorine. Uh, <laughs> you know, so guys, so, you know, we're, we're, we are helping the process along by not being informed. Uh, that's why I'm so happy when Dr. Wong agrees to come to do the program. You, you get practical information that you can use. So, you know, we're talking about testosterone. A lot, a lot of this could be could apply to estrogen dominance in men or women. We talk about men, but it applies to women too, doesn't it? Oh gosh, yeah. All the drive in a gal is gone. All her her, her libido is gone. You know, when when women go into uh, premenopause. It, it, which is usually about a 15-year process. Somewhere in the middle of that, 90% of women stop having sex with their with their husbands. S- sometimes it gets so e- extreme, the gals tell their husbands to go get sex elsewhere because they absolutely don't want it. What happened? And what happens is, is uh, testosterone plummeting to near zero, not enough total testosterone made to have any free testosterone level, a progesterone level that is near zero or zero, and an estrone and estradiol level that are high or super high. And the difference between high and super high, you can kind of easily tell. Look at a gal's hips. You see some of these black gals around with hips that are like, you know, 20 feet wide. Now, that there's two reasons for that. The, the, the West Africans, especially the, uh, uh, the Bantu, have an extra layer of adipose on their hips and buttocks so that when they were facing famine, they could still get and maintain a pregnancy. But uh, here in the States, whenever I've had patients like that, they've got estrogen levels in the thousands of milligrams per milliliter, uh, uh, per deciliter. Uh, then you can tell the gals who are a little chunkier or holding water, they're in the high estrogen level. When a gal has mood swings and it gets really angry, or when a gal absolutely doesn't want sex, it's the dirtiest thing in the world, it's filthy, I don't want to have anything to do with it, then she's got high estrogen and high prolactin. She's usually had two or three kids, and the prolactin levels after each pregnancy never, never, never come down again, so that when a gal gets to about 35, 40, in, in the middle of premenopause, her prolactin levels are such that, that, that sex 
is, is, is just something she absolutely does not want to deal with. And that's when most marriages go south. You know, people say that, that marriages fail because of finances. Bull crap. If, if, if you still had the love and affection and intimacy you had when you first got married, when you were having a lot of sex, the marriage would survive. Marriages don't survive because there's not enough intimacy, there's not enough sex, and 90% of the times during premenopause, it's the gal who pushes the guy away, and then the guy starts looking for the long-legged blonde and the, and the, and the sports car. So if we can keep that from happening, we can not only save marriages, but we can make married people an awful heck of a lot happier with each other and preserve a marriage. So the, 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 the equation balances, and that, maybe that's the key word, balance. You have balance the, the testosterone to estrogen in men and, and to balance the estrogen to, to testosterone in women. Yes, yes or no? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And we, we have to bring in the uh, pro- progesterone because progesterone not only maintains brain size, it also helps to increase it. Uh, so it, the, the, the progesterone is the first thing that goes because without progesterone, there's, progesterone acts as an aromatase inhibitor, keeping te- testosterone from being converted into estrogen. So if we throw in the progesterone and then we throw in the regular herbs that help to inhibit aromatase production, uh, we, can, we can stop or slow down dramatically the, 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 the conversion of testosterone into estrone and estradiol. Uh, excuse me. So we throw in the progesterone, we throw in the herbs to control aromatase, and we maintain a, a, a higher testosterone level. In gals, we want the testosterone level at 18 to 20. Think of how horny, and I'll put it straight, think of how horny a girl is between 18 and 20. Then think of how horny she isn't from 35 to 40. And yes, she's tired, she's got kids, she's got that, but it's the hormones. You know, just last week, we found out that all of the studies, all of them supporting the SSRI antidepressant drugs were fabricated and fake. So why didn't the FDA go off and ban the use of SSRI antidepressants last week? Everything that we use the SSRI antidepressants with is a hormone function. All depression, all mental states are caused by hormones, not serotonin and, and, and any of the other things that the drug companies are making big cash on. Everything that is mental in, in, in terms of mental balance, mental acuity, IQ, uh, uh, drive, uh, mood swings, whatever, is hormone-based, not serotonin-based, not uh, tyrosine or, or uh, tyramine, not uh, oh gosh, what uh, what's what are the other amino acids involved with making serotonin or, or, or dopamine? You get my drift, though. So, if we have the hormones right, then the brain chemistry will be right. I've been saying this for thirty years. Docs have been poo-pooing me. No, no, no. You're all wrong. It's all in the in the serotonin. The drug companies really did not know and still have no clue what proper brain chemistry is. There are no tests for proper brain chemistry. So how can they know what the proper brain chemical balance is when they don't know what half of the chemicals are and they've got no tests for them? 
They're shooting in the dark. They're shooting in the dark with with, with, with an arrow that's full, that that raises a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and yet, and, think of all the kids who've committed suicide because they've been put on SSRI uh, drugs. Yeah. Yeah, kids and adults. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, it is a side effect, and nobody talks about it. You know, you go the, to a the, psychiatrist, the, and you, you take because you feel like you're going to commit suicide. He puts you on a drug to help you do it. Suicide. <laughs> 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 I figured that one out. Yeah. You know, and they, and, and you know, th- th- this was a big study out of out of England. I think this study came, and it was peer reviewed, and no one said that there was anything wrong with it. But you know, it just it got buried. It wasn't in the big farmer's interest to hear that. The the Clinton's head of the FDA claimed he never saw that study. I was a lowly naturopath in the the you know in in, in the wilds of Arizona. I was way out in the boonies. And I knew about that study. So if, if little old me knew about that study way out in the middle of nowhere, how could the head of the FDA not have known that study? He chose to not know that study. Yeah. Yeah. They selectively. I want to ask you two more things while we're on this before we go to move on. You mentioned aromatase. And I don't think our listeners are quite familiar with that Uh and where it okay. comes from, where it's produced, and, and both men and women have it, and, and their fat tissue, and their their, their uh, sex or the gonads, breast. Uh, do you want to just uh, talk, talk a little bit about what aromatase does in our sure. bodies? Aromatase is a fat-based enzyme that basically has a job of chopping up hormones. The process of making a hormone starts with DHEA, then pregnenolone, then it splits off and we get progesterone, testosterone, then it splits off again and testosterone becomes estradiol and estrone, and then it splits off again and uh, uh, it, uh, we, we get dihydrotestosterone. We don't see dihydrotestosterone levels in any significant number in men who have flying hormones. So 18 to 20-something, no almost no DHT levels unless they're specifically non-meat eaters, uh, vegetarians, vegans, or uh, have uh, testicular dysfunction of some sort. So the, the, the process of making a hormone is one of whittling away. We take a big piece of saturated fat of, of cholesterol, which is another reason why you should eat saturated fat, all the things that medicine has been telling you to stay away from. You can't make hormones without animal fat. You try to make hormones with, with, with a vegetable fat, you're successful to a point, but not as successful as you would, would be if you were making it out of animal fat. So the, you, 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 you take in the animal fat, and then the, the, these aromatase enzymes start whittling it down, chopping it up, cutting off what it doesn't need, and making all these other hormones. When... We get over a particular point in life, usually over 35. The body starts getting ready to kill us. We have planned obsolescence inside of us, which is why we grow the fibrosis that clogs up our internal organs, which is why we have decreased circulation, which is why we have lowered hormone functions and increased estrogen, because the estrogen causes the fibrosis and the inflammation to get us off the planet, the the, 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 the 
human structure is planned to not be here too long. We're planned to hang around, reproduce, and then get kicked off. We can fight that process by fighting the, 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 the things in the process that cause us to get to the point of estrogen dominance and the high fibrosis and high inflammation. So as we get past 35, the body starts making an awful hell of a lot of aromatase instead of just a little bit. And then just about every hormone we make is estrogen. I've seen men with three-digit estrogen figures. Now, sometimes Mm. the doc will come back and say, no, see how low your estradiol is? But the guy's still estrogen dominant, and it's really obvious. So then I have the docs test for estrone, and the estrone's through the roof. Oh, but we don't test for estrone because it's a weak estrogen. BS, it is not a weak estrogen. It's as strong as estradiol is. You know, we've gone through the last 40 years with folks telling us that soy is a weak estrogen and actually blocks bad estrogen, that flax is a weak estrogen and actually blocks bad estrogen. We know now that we know now that was the biggest line of BS ever. Hmm. And part of the reason why we have men walking around in women's clothing and we can't we can't fill a bass section in a chorus or a choir is because of the soy and the flax. You know, think of how hard it is to find basses these days for a choir. I've seen choirs with hardly any basses in them. They got tons of tenors. They even have a good load of altos. Maybe some sopranos in there, but they ain't no basses. <laughs> made me made me want to raise, lower my voice here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so important now, you know, and when we talk about testosterone, which I'm more familiar with, we talk about the free testosterone is, is, is important and that it's not bound up and that there's this balance between estradiol, estrone, and, and the testosterone. So in women, is estrogen, progesterone, and what else? Anything else? Progesterone keep balance? And, and, and the testosterone. They have to have the testosterone level of an 18 to 20-year-old in order not to age quickly. You know, gals are always looking for, for, for how, how not to age. Well, let me let you in on a secret. All the really expensive, the super-duper expensive anti-aging facial creams that women use, they all have progesterone in them, and they have since 1940. They knew back in 1940 that progesterone was essential for anti-aging and for keeping wrinkles on the face and keeping the skin tight on the face. Uh, But they didn't tell anybody because it's a secret ingredient in all these super fancy anti-wrinkle creams. We, if we put in the hormones, if we put in the progesterone to three and four digit levels, progesterone is benign. You know, uh, some doctors are, are saying, oh, if you use a topical progesterone, it'll get held in the body fat, and they'll have four-digit progesterone levels. Big deal. Women have that during second, tri- second trimester of, of, of a childbirth, of, of a pregnancy, excuse me, when, when the progesterone level is almost 500 times higher than normal. And has anyone ever seen a, 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 a depressed woman in second trimester? They don't exist. Second trimester is so full of progesterone, the gals are happy, they're glowing. You know, that pregnancy glow happens in second trimester. By third trimester, when the progesterone's going down and the gal's miserable because the estrogen's going up, 
because they're going to give birth, then th- that's when the glow goes away. And after birth, the entire process of postpartum depression is because they're high on estrogen, high on prolactin, and have zero progesterone and zero testosterone, the two feel-good hormones. Okay, so uh, let's 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 go to, to the final uh, segment here. What tests do you normally recommend? Since we, we, we may, we're mainly talking about uh, testosterone and estrogen, and I guess we should throw a little bit of, in about vitamin D because vitamin D is, in my opinion, a hormone, and I think yeah. it, if it's involved in a lot of hormonal uh, synthesis. Uh, and including thyroid. So we didn't even get to thyroid yet. We'll do that next time. But uh, f- first, your, your thoughts on, on vitamin D. And second of all, what tests would you recommend both for our male and female listeners uh, to, to, to get checked uh, before they start on, see if they need replacement? Here's where I have to do a mea culpa. <clears throat> I stuck to my guns. I, rather, I stuck to what I was taught. That much over, what, 500 IUs or 1,000 IUs of vitamin D was toxic to the liver. I preached that for years. And now I've changed my mind because with the COVID and with folks starting to take upwards of of 5,000 IUs and more of vitamin D, no one's getting a toxic liver. So those stories were probably scare stories like the ones we got about testosterone, like the ones we get about zinc like the ones we get about a bunch of other stuff, to keep us from taking vitamin D because it was so important to our health. So I will apologize for hanging on to what I was taught in school. Now, what hormone test do we need to take? Uh, We we need free testosterone, estradiol, estrone, progesterone, progesterone to estrogen ratio, DHT, TSH, T3, T4. Those are, the, those are all the tests I like to see in one okay. group. How about the binding globulin? Anything? You know, if, your... if, 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 if we have the free T, then we really don't need that number. But if, if you don't have the free T, then you, you, you need the, 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 the SHBG and the albumin scores so you can figure out what the free testosterone is. Okay. So There's an uh, equation for that. All right. And, and, yeah, you use that when I had my little uh, – imbalance in my testosterone um the other thing that i i don't know how you feel about it but i've been recommending it to my friends just because i'm no longer in practice or anyone that sends me an email that if they're under a lot of stress that they have the reverse t3 measured Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm I'm surprised at how many physicians don't know about it because uh, when my friends go to doctors that can you include a reverse t3 they it it throws them to the computer they got to look it up but Actually, so do I. <laughs> yeah, well, the reverse T3, if it's high, it cancels out your T3, which is the active yep. hormone. So, you know, if you're under a lot of stress, you, you, your T3 may look good, but it's not doing anything. Right. So, so I've thrown that test in myself. Good, good. And, uh, okay, I'll remember to so, do that. Yeah, that's, 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 it's easy. I mean, the needle's in there, and it's easy to check, and not a lot of people do. And uh, I got that from Dr. Herzog in, in, in Belgium, and uh, – uh, it, it's it's worked for me now for a couple of years. Uh, I, I would just like to, uh, to to put a word in for the guys out there. 
you know, there's a lot of con- there's not controversy. There's 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 uh, a lot of people telling you that uh, testosterone replacement causes prostate cancer. I can tell you that there's enough articles in the literature right now that disproves that. Now, if you have a raging prostate cancer and you're, uh, you know, you've had biopsies and it's spread, I'm, uh, you, you, you know, you, you shouldn't be taking it, in my opinion. But if you start at, at a younger age when your testosterone level drops, there's actually studies showing that the testosterone could be protective against uh, prostate cancer. So you don't have to take my word for it, ladies and gentlemen. You can, you can, you can look it up. You can go to Google search and, and do that. Well, I don't use Google anymore, but you can go to your search engine and, and uh, check that out. And um, Dr. Wong, uh, before we go into some, just briefly about the therapy, I, you know, uh, for these, uh, for the imbalance, uh, do, you, do you have any, any uh, current knowledge about prostate cancer and testosterone? Um, the last stuff that I saw was when uh, the fellow at Harvard who's in charge of a uh, of a prostate cancer research was being pummeled for saying that it was estrogen caused and not testosterone. And first he recanted. And then a few years later he came out and reaffirmed that it was estrogen and not testosterone. And this time it stuck. He didn't get pummeled as much. The the uh, the the hot dihydrotestosterone is really. Yes. Right. And, and you know, we don't see high DHT levels except in estrogen dominant men. Yeah. I mean, when there do we go. start to lose our hair on top of the head? And uh, w- when do women start to have uh, uh, a female pattern uh, hair loss and whiskers on their chin? When they become estrogen dominant. That's a sign of DHT. The hair loss on top of the head, the whiskers on the chin are DHT. So we, we only see high DHT in estrogen dominant men and women. Okay, so that's important. Uh, and and do you have, do you have any, I know you don't treat this, but uh, oh yeah, let's talk about your product. You have a, a libido product. Why don't we yeah. tell tell the listeners about that? Sure. Uh, it, it it's called Andean Essence, and it is a a fifty to one extract. No, excuse me, a a twenty to one extract, a pharmaceutical grade of maca, and this ashwagandha. Now the ashwagandha is there to tell the pituitary to release luteinizing hormone to so that the plant sterols in the maca can be converted into testosterone by the testicles. There are two reasons why men go into andropause. 50% of men go into andropause because the pituitary stops making luteinizing hormone and 50% of men go into andropause because they go into testicular failure. So if you start taking the essence before you hit andropause, It'll be rocket fuel. You'll, you know, all of your workouts will be better. You'll feel peppier. You'll be stronger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you take it after andropause, it'll work for 50% of the men who have the, the, uh, the, the low or no luteinizing hormone, but it won't work for the guys who have testicular failure because regardless of what you throw in there, the testicles aren't working anymore, just like the ovaries fail in menopause and they're not going to make testosterone. All the testosterone that's being made is made by the, by the uh, adrenals, and they're not that good at making testosterone. And by 40, 50 in, in most of us, they're pretty tired also. They're, they're just barely making testosterone, which is why we see testosterone levels plummet 
the total total T levels go down into the two and three hundreds or even one hundreds uh, by the time we hit uh, forty five fifty. So the 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 protestosterone supplement, the anti essence, will work great if you're let's say under forty five. If you're over forty five, it'll work for half of you, and after sixty, it won't work at all. No testosterone supplement anywhere by anybody will work at all after 60 because we've all gone into testicular failure by then. And that's when we have to do the testosterone replacement. Okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, and I'm very honest because you could be selling that product. So, all right. So we covered a lot today, Dr. Wong. Um, I, I do. Let's go to the wine I, and the beer. Well, let me tell you about beer. Let me, let okay. me, uh, let me, let me tell you a little bit about beer. This, this, this study came out of a, a Sydney University. Beer contains female, female hormones. And they want people, they want men to take a, a concerned look at their beer consumption. Now, I, I do like beer. I've got to admit that. The theory is that beer contains female hormones. The hops contain phytoestrogens and that by drinking beer, men turn into women. They tried this theory on 100 men. They drank eight pints of beer each within a one-hour period. It was observed in 100% of the test subjects. Number one, they argued over nothing. They refused to apologize, but obviously they were wrong. They gained weight. They talked excessively without making sense. They became overly emotional. They couldn't drive. They failed to think rationally, and they had to sit down while urinating. No further testing was considered necessary. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Eight pipes is an hour in a, in a heck of a lot. Dang. Oh yeah. I'd like to try that. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think I could do that. Uh, <laughs> not, me, not, not, not now, anyway. Let me give you some numbers out of the uh, uh, Nutrition and Cancer Journal. Um, uh, let's see, study done by Thompson, Bucher, Corchio, and Krieger, phytoestrogen content of foods consumed in Canada, including isoflavones, lignans, and coumestan. Uh, I'll get that right. Yeah. So, okay, the uh, estrogen number for beer, 1.1 milligrams well, excuse me, 1.1 micrograms per four ounces, per 100, uh, 100 grams. So 1.1. Red wine, 37.3 uh, micrograms My- per four ounces. Green tea, 12 to 13 milligrams of estrogen, micrograms of estrogen per four ounces. White wine, 8 to 12.7 micrograms of estrogen per four ounces. So here we find out why the beer drinking societies conquer the world and the wine drinking societies surrender. <laughs> like the French. Well, yeah, well, you know, and they have a, they, you know, there's 24 bottles of beer in a case. There's 24 hours in a day. Is that coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> That'll work for me. <laughs> I'll take the IPA, please. (laughs) (laughs) The IPA is the hoppiest beer. Now, did you know that the Roman Catholic Church was involved in changing the formula for beer? 
Beer yeah, used to be made with pine needles instead of of of, uh, of some of the grains, and, and I forget which 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 grains, and that produced so much libido in men ah. that men would go nuts, and the church, I think in the fourteen or twelve hundreds or so, changed changed the rules for making beer under penalty of death, and they made it so that they they put in all the stuff to make that, that bit of estrogen that it did, and they took out all the stuff to make testosterone. So go find yourself some pine needle beer. There's still one or two companies around that make it. Try it, drink a bunch of it, and see if it doesn't raise your testosterone level. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Didn't know that. I know, I know that the monks had a lot of they, – they were, they were into the brandies, and, and they were also yeah. into – the 1500s in the uh, Montepulciano grape in, in Italy, but mm-hmm. uh, pine needles now, huh? Yep. All right, Dr. Wong, you've been great as usual. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and uh, you know, thank you for maybe, having me on board. Uh, this is fun. Maybe we can hook up again for 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 thyroid. Love you. Uh, all right, a little bit more about vitamin D, and maybe about some, you know, the HCG. You know, I, I think I I hear that being used a lot, and I you know I. Your melatonin's making making the rounds now, and that that to me is a hormone, right? Yeah, talk about that, and uh, maybe we can do that next 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 trip around. That would be fun. Sounds good. So let's go get a beer. It's getting that time of day here in Florida. It's All right. Warm. So let's do that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know we are on uh, BitChute also, but I do, I'm saying also because I want to remind myself that Dr. Wong uh, is on BitChute, and I. Uh, what, how do you how do you list your 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 podcast on BitChute? Is um, it like something essentials, long essential? Hold on, I, I, I let me tell you because off the top of my head, I don't quite remember. Let's see. Right. Uh, I, I I I didn't build the site. Michelle did. Michelle builds all of our sites. It's just Dr. William Wong. Dr. William Wong. Okay, so Dr. William Wong on on BitChute. You know, you can go there and you. Uh, and learn valuable information. And then while you're at BitChute, if you want to go to R-E-P-P-M-D, R-E-P-P-M-D, uh, Doc Ron, uh, you can we're, – we're also on there. We're on Rumble. Our podcasts get put on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Blueberry. I mean – just ask your search engine for Dr. Ron, Unfiltered, Uncensored. You'll at least get the current uh, uh, podcast, and you might be able to get the, the back ones. And we're like, the, when this one is published next week, it'll be like 465 that we have one there. And I did check Dr. Wong on BitChute before I came here, and I think he, he has 365, but he has a lot more listeners than we do. He's, he's a lot more popular than, than myself, which is, well, rightfully so. He really, really, he really is intelligent, well-spoken, and uh, says it like it is, and that's why we like him. So, Dr. Wong, thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. You're very welcome. And Wong. again, thank you for having me on board. My pleasure. Let's just, uh, we'll get together on another date and, and do it. This worked out great. Uh, Audio sounds fine at my end. Good, good. Okay. See you, ladies and gentlemen. I have written this song. I have it copyrighted now. And it is called Dr. Ron. So let's uh, go home. See you, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everybody. Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, the man you got to see. 
has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house So if you have a pain Call the doctor If you have a strain Call the doctor Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house See you next week